Hello, my friends. Welcome back. I am so happy you're joining me today. This is Vanessa Upkins. Welcome to my Bible Life podcast. And this may be your very first time joining us today. And I want to welcome you and and ask you to join us every single week. And also go back and listen to the previous episodes because we are in the book of Mark and we're having a wonderful time learning and growing in his word. Okay, so last week we left off with um, John the Baptist. So he is the Jordan River is where he is and he is baptizing people in the Jordan River and people are coming around and he is teaching as he's doing this baptism. And he says that I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And he, we know, is Jesus, the Messiah, who is coming. So we're in verse number nine. Let's read and everything. So it says, In those days Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee, and he was baptized by John in the Jordan. And we know that that is the Jordan River. So Jesus leaves Nazareth of Galilee go to be baptized by John the Baptist. Now, this is on purpose. It wasn't that Jesus happened to be in the area and he just happened to hear about John baptizing people down at the Jordan River. Jesus literally had to walk miles, I mean, lots of miles. It would take days and days of walking to go from Nazareth Um, all the way down to the Jordan River to be baptized by John the Baptist. So Galilee is a region west of the Jordan River and the Sea of Galilee. And it's north of Samaria. And this region was ruled by Herod, the great son, Herod Antipas. Now, If you listen to um, a couple of episodes before you heard John about John the Baptist and how um, what happened at the end of his life so I just bring that up again because this is the region that Herod Antipas is over and so we're gonna learn more about that as weeks to come so we have Jesus entering the Jordan River where John is baptizing the people John the Baptist recognized who Jesus is. And in the book of John, chapter 1, verse 29, you hear John the Baptist says, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And so basically right here, John recognized he knows who the Messiah is. And so uh, Jesus is coming up and we can read more about this. If you go to Matthew chapter three, verse 13 through 17, you'll get a more detailed story of what's happening here. So I'm just kind of painting the picture here of what's happening on the scene because Mark, he is a person, he writes fast and it's 16 chapters and like Matthew is like 28 chapters and, and so forth and the other ones are longer. But you remember Mark, the cha- the book of Mark is only 16 chapters long. So 
a lot of details is kind of left off but if you read the other gospels you'll get more details of kind of like what's going on so i'm just kind of filling in the story here so you have jesus coming and john the baptist is recognizing who jesus is and he says look the lamb of god who takes away the sins of the world and jesus is walking up to be baptized and john the baptist knows that jesus is the messiah he doesn't need you know to be baptized and everything and jesus is really sinless he hasn't committed a sin and he doesn't need to repent because he is the messiah as a matter of fact in matthew chapter 3 verse 14 john the baptist states that hey you know i need to be baptized by you so in the next scripture Jesus replies in Matthew chapter 3, verse 15, he says, Let it be so now, for this is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. So Jesus is fulfilling a prophecy of what basically John the Baptist was saying all the time, that the Messiah is coming and to repent and so forth and also jesus is is basically kind of like approving what john is doing by getting baptized and also that this is approved by god and we find this out a little later in verse 11 and everything now of course we know that Jesus is sinless. He has not committed sin and john the baptist messages for everyone his message was for everyone to to repent because the Messiah is coming. So here the Messiah is coming and Jesus is asking to be baptized. Why is Jesus asking to be baptized? Jesus tells them it is fitting for us to do it to fulfill all righteousness. And we know that Jesus is in right standing and he is doing this as an example for all of us and just fulfilling so much prophecy in what he's doing right here. Let's go on and just see what happens after Jesus is baptized. Verse 10, it says, And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. Okay, so that was verse 10 and 11. And one of the things I want to point out, first of all, this one word immediately, the gospel writer Mark used this over like, I think 41 times is what I read. The Greek word that it is, is euthus. And I will spell this word for you. It's spelled E-U-T-H-Y-S. Ethus, okay, and it means immediately at once. And so Mark uses this word over 40 times <laughs> um, in this book. So we're going to hear this word a lot. So every time you hear this, just know it's a Greek word. It means no hesitation. It means immediately. When we say immediately, it means immediately, immediately. Okay, no hesitation here. Let's go back in verse 10. So it says, and when he came up out of the water, he being Jesus, John the Baptist, um, said, okay, I'll baptize you. What happened? The heavens were torn open and the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, descended down on Jesus like a dove. 
And then you hear the voice of God from heaven saying, you are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. In this moment, you have a lot of things happening here. You have the the heavens, uh, you know, things happening in the elements uh, above the people, and they're seeing, they're hearing a voice, and they're seeing this thing like a dove settling on this man. And of course, we know who the man is, but in their day, you know, they're saying, you know, this is the Messiah, and you're probably having people wondering, like, well, really, is it really, or what's going on, and so forth. So you have a lot of different things happening in this scene. You have God the Father. Father, voice speaking from the heaven. You have God, the spirit descending down like a dove on Jesus, which is, you know, God, the spirit is the Holy Spirit. And then you have God, the son, which is Jesus, the Messiah. You have all three persons, the Trinity happening all in this one scene. And then you have the, the confirmation of what's happening here. God actually speaking out loud saying you are my beloved son with you i am well pleased so can you just imagine the people's thought but some people thought it was thunder and then you had other people that heard the voice of god um speaking out saying you are my beloved son with you i am well pleased you know from the heaven so this moment is is amazing is a miraculous and everything for the people because again confirmation god a heavenly father is saying that this is my son and you have all three right there together and so forth so so i have some interesting facts that i just want to point out here so you may be wondering if there were bapti baptism happening during the time that John the Baptist was on the scene. Was anybody else baptizing? The answer is yes. The ancient Jews would baptize the proselytes and they are, were the converts to signify that they were being cleansed. The difference between John the Baptist's message was John the Baptist's message, believe, he taught that everybody needed to be baptized. So those were the Gentiles, including the Jews and and even uh, Herod himself, you know, Herod Antipas himself. All everybody needed to repent and to be baptized because the Messiah is coming. So that's the difference between John the Baptist messages and then other people that were um, baptizing, you know, during that same time period. And you may be wondering from the previous episode about John the Baptist, we know that Jesus and John the Baptist are cousins, but what you'll want to know is that they did not grow up together. Now it could be that they met each other, you know, during the time they would make those trips, um, back and forth to the, to Jerusalem, you know, for Passover and some of the festivals and things like that they may have. And also Jesus was baptized before he started his ministry. 
Now, if you're wondering if baptism is important, the answer is yes. As a matter of fact, Jesus told his disciples to make disciples and baptize them. And this is known as the Great Commission. And this can be found in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20. And I'll read it for you. It says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the name of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So yes, baptism is important. And baptism is is basically just an outward testimony of an inward change in a believer's heart and life. It recognizes Jesus' death burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, let's review. Well, not review. I have four questions that I want to ask you, and you just answer them, okay? Um, write it on your paper, or you can just say it out, li out loud, but this is kind of like our review. Why did Jesus come to John the Baptist? What was the purpose? Why did Jesus come to John the Baptist? Number two, what was the name of the river that Jesus was baptized in? Number three, why did John the Baptist not want to baptize Jesus? Why did John the Baptist not want to baptize Jesus? And number four, what happened after Jesus came out of the water? Okay, so those are four questions that you can... Um, that you'll want to answer and I bet you'll get them all right because you're great listeners. If not, just go back and rewind and get the answers to those four questions. I thought that would be really fun. Okay, so I wanna just uh, say here, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, you can. I wanna read to you John 3, verse 16 through 17. It says, God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And so I wanna pray with you, just repeat after me. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you, we praise you. We thank you for this Bible study together. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for, for your word today. And we ask you to come into our heart. We repent. Please forgive us for our sins. And we believe in Jesus. And we ask Jesus to be Lord of our life. And Father God, with that, we believe in John 3, 16, that says that you so loved the world that you gave your only son, that whosoever believed in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Thank you, Lord, for eternal life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so the next step is to get into a good teaching Bible church and get connected with a community of believers. And number two, to just continue to read your Bible, study your Bible, stay connected with the My Bible Life podcast. We have weekly episodes that uploads every Wednesday. 
And next week, we're going to talk about the temptations of Jesus and the beginning of his ministry. Like the podcast, share with others so that they can um, be a part of this Bible study. Follow so that you'll receive notifications on your phone when we upload another episode. And I want to thank you for joining me in this Bible study. We've learned a lot. I love you with the heart of Jesus. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye.